This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to another beautiful episode of 360biz. I'm riding in the studio. I've got a beautiful and amazing lady, which I'll introduce a little bit later. Um, it's a beautiful day out here. I mean, it was interesting driving all the way here. I almost missed a few turns because I'm not used to driving the automobile that I was driving today, but it was an interesting thing. And I mean, you know, we're talking entrepreneurship and you guys out there that have taken out your time to be with us today, we thank you. Um, share it. I mean, we are on, uh, we're on, <clears throat> sorry, we're on the internet. We're on Twitter. We're everywhere, my man. We are on all social platforms, but you can call in if you would like on 0861 189. I'll repeat that 0861 sorry, 189. Our Twitter is at cliffcentral.com, Facebook Cliff Central, and you can also join in on the conversation. Retweet, ask as many questions as you would like. We are here to talk to you. Today we're talking about Sorry, today we're talking about tourism, but not just tourism, but we're talking about tourism in Joburg. I would have never ever thought that they would actually ever even think it been thinking or rather talking about tourism in Joburg because I feel like I know this place. I feel like there's nowhere else to go. And it's because it's gonna be interesting talking to Laura who's gonna be sharing some insights in terms of the organization, what they do, what they stand for. But I mean Joburg is the second largest city in Africa with more than three million people. Joburg, because con- Joburg continually attracts the world's innovators, job creators, and those who launch startups that bring ideas to life, drive economic growth, and expand human welfare. The position of Joburg as a leading destination improves business and the, uh, sorry, it improves business and economic activity for South Africans in hosting the world's leading entrepreneurs and innovators. I mean, I'm in studio today and I'm with Tebucho, um, Tebucho, jo- uh, I'm in studio today with Debo who is going to be joining us a little bit later on in the show via Skype is all the way in Cape Town but currently I'm with Laura from Joburg Tourism Laura Vikeli Vikeo Vikeo such a nice surname Bulelani Vikeo <laughs> Laura um, how are you? I'm well thank you could you please um, introduce who you are to the guests what your organization is all about but before that maybe just greet them Good afternoon, everyone. Great to be here. And um, I'm Laura from Joburg Tourism, and I do PR and communication at Joburg Tourism, which is part of the city of Johannesburg. We are the city's destination marketing organization, which basically means that we had to promote Joburg to visitors or as a destination to visitors. So we talk to locals, obviously, and we talk to our residents, but we also talk to people who aren't from Joburg, you know, people from the rest of the the province, the country, the continent, and the world, and to tell them what there is to do and experience in Joburg. Are you from Joburg? No, I'm not. You know, like many people, <laughs> I came to Joburg. People come to Joburg for for many reasons. It's, yeah. it's a city of opportunity and potential. And you'll find that as a person who's moved to Joburg, you're probably also mainly mixed with people who aren't, weren't from Joburg here in the first place. So. Now tell me. Um, what does Joburg Tourism exactly do? Because, I mean, I think when I walked in, I had the misconception that you guys arrange holidays, book flights, and I was so elated and excited only to have my bubble popped by yeah. the reality that no, no it's not No, like what Joburg Tourism does, we represent the tourism industry in the city of Johannesburg. And we're also here to present the face of Joburg as a destination. So we had to market the city as a destination, as a, a destination for business, for visitors, our colleagues do the investment side, but we're really here to um, attract more visitors, get them to stay longer, spend more, try and spread them throughout the city so that the whole city and the value chain throughout the city experiences a benefit from them. And to sort of address things like seasonality, try and get people to also come to Joburg when it's not as busy as it usually is. And um, the whole thing is linked to transformation, economic growth, development and job creation on a, on a more serious note, you know. So um, that's really what we do. We fly the, the Joburg flag. Essentially, we're ambassadors for 
the city of yeah. Joburg. I mean, as a city regarded as the New York yes. of South Africa, I mean, yes. why is that? Well, Joburg, Africa, I mean. well, you know, because Joburg, like many cities worldwide, but also like a city like New York, is really essentially a city of migrants, you know. Yeah. People came to Joburg back in the day, 130 years ago, with the discovery of gold, and that is where the whole Joburg story started. And since then, Joburg has played a very significant role in the history and economy of this country. And um, I think that's why it's, it's always remained so relevant. Um, and then obviously more recently with the struggle history as well, Joburg had a huge role to play um, and we're very proud of that from a cultural yeah. and heritage perspective. And it's also what a lot of people who come to Joburg, especially for the first time, want to see. They all want to go to Soweto. They want to see the Nelson Mandela statue, the Nelson Mandela home. You know, it's, it's a very powerful piece of history because I think people are still amazed that we made that transition from a country really torn apart by political differences to a democracy. And um, so people find that quite fascinating. So, you know, um, as I said, Joburg is primarily a a business destination. People come here for for business reasons. But our job is to get them to stay longer, spend more, Mm, mm. to like really spread the word that there is so much more to Joburg than business. And that Joburg is far more than a stopover or gateway destination because we are a transport hub. You know, we have something like 55 airlines um, flying in, into Joburg. They're not all international, obviously, but we have something like 55 airlines flying into Joburg. And um, so we are a, a, a transport hub, but we really need to get the message across to people that there's so much more to Joburg than yeah. being a business destination and a transport hub and a gateway that you can easily spend Three days or what we say, 72 hours in Joburg and not have a, a minute to spare. There's so much to see and do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, tell me a bit about, I mean, the business tourism aspect of things. What is business tourism? Well, business tourism really relates to firstly, businessmen who come here for, um, for meetings with other business people and Joburg obviously being the financial, commercial, economic hub, we home to the, um, to the JSE. We really are um, a leader in business, and so a lot of people travel to Joburg for that reason. But then we also have what you call in tourism the MICE sector, meetings, incentives, conferences, and exhibitions. And um, that is also a very big important part of the economy in Joburg in terms of tourism and what we call business events tourism because a lot of companies are headquartered in Joburg, Um, something like 70% of or 74% of all the multinationals and um, national companies located in South Africa have their headquarters in Joburg. So people tend to come to most of the big meetings, conferences and events that are are, um, hosted here. And that is an important part of our business. But as I said before, our job is then to leverage as much leisure tourism off these business visitors and get them to stay longer and enjoy experiencing the city, not just from a business perspective, but also from a cultural heritage, design, fashion, art, and so, you know, perspective. Interesting. Mm. I mean, just to... Just to button there, we've got Debo Ho who has just flown in. So I think of the 56 airlines, this is the 56. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Debo Ho Express, sir, how are you uh, today? I'm good and you, my brother. I'm well, sir, I'm well. How are you feeling? Just greet the listeners. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed. I was actually speaking to to, um, to Duncan now, so we were expecting Cape Town to have the best internet, but no, um, it seems like it, it, it's definitely... And failing us today, but I, I'm here that you guys are holding it um, down well there in studio. You're doing a great job, my brother. Let me no, take thanks, this brother. to say hi to Laura as well. How are you? Hi, Laura? hi. Nice to meet you on, across the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, definitely. Thanks to technology that we're able to. to I was actually looking forward to, to, to meeting you in person and being in studio. Uh, but when you're with that man, you're definitely with me. Oh, good, uh, thanks. We all part of one family. Oh, good. Well, thanks for having me on your show today. No, definitely. So, uh, no, you can continue with the learning. No, but before, how's Cape Town? You just landed, right? Yeah. How's that? Yeah. No, Cape Town, Cape Town has, has been misbehaving, my brother. You know, um, for, 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 for weather that has been behaving and I've been complimenting it, remember, for the past few weeks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, they, I mean, it, it's windy today. Um, and, I mean, people have been saying it has been getting cold uh, for the f- past couple of days. But, you know, the city is busy. 
uh, people are getting ready for because there's a two oceans marathon taking place this week as well. Yeah. Um, then definitely, I mean, uh, what part of what you're talking about today being, I mean, business tourism. Obviously, we've got a lot of business people that are coming into the city. Uh, we've got a lot of obviously athletes um, that are coming to the city. So uh, definitely looking forward to to, to seeing what um, it will be holding down. I mean, the entire week, but it's actually exciting to be here. Thank you very much, sir. Now, Laura, back to you. Yes. On, I mean, on, on, on the entire landscape of the city, when you look at tourism, which one do we have most of the influx coming from? Is it personal or is it business tourism? Interestingly enough, business tourism is, is actually not the major sector. The, the, the major sector is people coming to Joburg to, to visit friends and relatives. But having said that, um, to, um, obviously, business is a huge part of our um, influx, but um, it's actually very difficult to to split it because you know often people combine yeah. trips. But um, we do have something like thirty percent. You know, the last stats I saw was something like thirty percent of visitors to Joburg are actually business visitors. So there is a large contingent of people who come for other reasons. You know, and that is. Everything. It varies from sports, like as you said, to be a huge event like the 94.7 South Korea. So even walk the talk. People come from outside to come and um, participate in those. Then you get students, people who from other parts of the country, the continent and the world who are studying in Joburg. They are tourists as well. Oh, okay. Then you get medical tourists, you know, people who come to Joburg for anything from a facelift to a hip replacement or anything else, you know, like really serious surgery. So you get medical tourists. Then you get people who come to shop and it could be just for leisure, you know, buying expensive brands or you get a lot of cross-border shoppers, people who come here not to only buy for their, themselves in their personal capacity, but people who traders yeah. and they come in by train and by bus from the neighboring countries. And then you also get what we call VFR, visiting friends and relatives, people who come here just to hang out with their families, but they also, when they're here, do things that um, affect the tourism value chain. They dine out, they go shopping, they um, they go and see shows, you know what I'm saying, doing all those kinds of things that um, tourists would do anywhere in, in the world. So there really are a lot of different sectors comprising tourism as such, you know. So basically anyone who's not from Joburg and comes to the city for a reason essentially is a tourist. And our job and mandate is to get those people, to attract them to come to the city in the first place and then get them to stay longer, spend more, move throughout the city. Um, yes, and that's really... So really in a nutshell that just gives you the kind of different tourism sectors, you yeah. know. But Laura, isn't thirty percent a small number though? It is, but it's still quite significant. You know, for two years in a row, um Joburg was actually um, named as Africa's most visited city by MasterCard with the highest spend. So it doesn't matter what they're coming for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, t- business tourists tend to spend more. Apparently, um, it's what research shows, but um, I think leisure tourists stay longer. So you know, it really is. It's 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 a it's an interesting mix of um, of people and the reasons for coming to a city. And Joburg, um, according to the Mastercard Global Destination Cities Index, had something like 4.4 million visitors through two years ago, just coming into the city, you know, for various reasons, as I said, from business to medical to tourism. And, you know, um, business visitors are no more valuable than any other visitors. They're all valuable, and they all affect what we call the tourism value chain because they all spend their money on on different things. So everyone... Um, Sort of benefits anyone who's in the what we call the tourism value chain, and and that was is is interesting about tourism because it covers so many sectors. It's not just one industry yeah. sector. It covers anything from transport to hospitality, you know, dining out to accommodation, and it doesn't just mean big hotels. It's guest houses, even B and Bs. Even these days with Airbnb, people you can sleep in someone's house basically. So. Um, Anything that people come and spend their money on is um, benefiting the city and what we call the tourism value chain and anyone who's participating in it. I mean, um, Laura, I've obviously been, being in Cape Town, I've, I've been to, to the cities like um, um, Niza and Plattenberg Bay. Yes. And, and that, that are big as well on the tourism um, industry as a whole. Same goes for Cape Town. 
Um, and obviously, KZN has been uh, for, for, the, for the longest time. I mean, looking at the landscape of South Africa as a whole, who, uh, would you say, Jovic, are we are we the biggest tourism um, destination? Or are we the second or the third? Well, we're the most visited city in Africa. But, you know, people visit us for different reasons. We're not a holiday destination in the sense that Cape Town, Durban, Plettenberg, Bay, and Neisner are. You know, there people go because it's at the beach or they yeah. go to Kruger because it's in the bush. You know, people come to Joburg for a, a myriad of, of, of different reasons, but we do remain the most visited city. And also it's important to realize that, you know, it's, especially if you look at um, countries overseas, most of tourism overseas happens in cities. So, And there are people who love cities and love exploring cities and love getting down in cities with the locals, going to the markets, experiencing the music, the art, the culture, the sports, you know, the it could be anything. Um so we mustn't only think of tourism in terms of beautiful in you know, nature, pristine nature and and the big five. You know, a lot of people actually enjoy the urban landscape as well and um enjoy exploring the urban landscape and going to townships and going and experiencing a football match like the the Soweto Derby, for instance, or discovering the house music scene um in, in South Africa. And those aren't the typical things that you'd associate with palm trees blowing in the breeze and um, white sandy beaches But it is nevertheless um, Important um, As I said that there are people That enjoy exploring the urban landscapes hmm. no, it's, it's, it's actually interesting That, that um, you're saying that I mean speaking of tourism You know obviously um, About the legislation that, um, that has come into effect That obviously has been affecting and a lot of international tourists yes. um, in terms of coming into the country with the home affairs and a lot of other things. I mean, how have you guys been affected badly as a city? Well, you know, while all this was going on, Joburg has still emerged as the most visited city. So while numbers might have been affected slightly, Joburg has still benefited from its profile as a large City, which attracts a lot of business, a lot of business events, huge big concerts, the kind of things that people come to big cities for. So I think, you know, there's, there's no doubt that, um, the overseas numbers have been affected. But, um, I don't think we can really say we've suffered enormously as an industry. Things might have got a bit challenging for a while, but I think, um, you know, we're in recovery mode and people just continue to flock to, to South Africa and to Joburg for various reasons. So I don't think it'll be long before we back at that excellent growth that we were witnessing before all these problems because it wasn't just the visa regulations. Remember, there was also the Ebola virus in West Africa, which unfortunately people don't understand that West Africa is a very long way from South Africa and they just sort of perceive Africa as one great big mess. Yeah, Yeah. so anytime there is something like that that scares people off, that also affects arrivals, you know. If you, you know, you don't want to go away from, far away from home thinking that you might not come back alive or come back well, for instance. Mm. So, those kind of things. And, um, yeah, so I would say it's it's a very optimistic sector. It's a great sector to work in. You know, the world's getting bigger in terms of population growth. There's more people with more money and more money to travel. So tourism has been earmarked by many um, governments, from local governments through to national governments across the globe as a fabulous growth sector um, because also the barriers to entry into the industry are low. You don't have to have enormous qualifications. It's such a diverse industry in terms of which part of the industry you might work in. And the barriers to entry aren't exceptionally high. So it's a great industry to get entrepreneurial skills um, developed and to to give opportunities to people, to especially as people who can see it for themselves, to work as tour guides and you know things like that. Um, it really is... Um, from that point of view, of a very positive industry sector. Uh, I mean, we've been talking with my brother Bulelani there for some time about how much the rent is failing, and um, obviously with a big um, fall um, last week as well. Um, I mean, has 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 that been affected the industry as a whole? 
Or maybe are we seen as a cheap destination to go into? Well, you see, we're not a cheap destination to get to because we're known as what you call a long-haul destination. You know, when you compare people traveling in Europe or from Europe to America, their flights and their travel time is relatively short. When you think of flying to to Africa or to the south of Africa from Europe, it's a long-haul flight. So getting here is expensive. But the upside is that the fact is that your money now goes much further than it ever did. You know, it always was a good value destination. And now it's an even better value destination. So at least you know when you get here, you can really dine out and experience the absolute best that the continent has to offer. I mean, we're right up there with the rest of the world when it comes to our products and services, but you will get them at a very reasonable rate, you know. So that is on the upside. There's always an upside to something, you know. So. So, I mean, um, Bunilani, would, would, would you say, I mean, for obviously, as a person who's in business, um, like myself, I know I do a lot of traveling within other provinces and within the African continent as a whole. Uh, would you say for a person that's obviously into marketing, taking brands out there, um, is there a way that you, you're leveraging from um, opportunity of business tourists coming into the country, or would you say the, the, the market is rather closed for us small business? Um, I haven't yet experienced opportunities. I mean, I don't even think I've even researched opportunities. I mean, as I mean, looking at um, but but in marketing to guys that are flying into this country for business tourism, which is what leads me to what I was thinking about when Laura was speaking. I mean, what sort of entrepreneurial opportunities are out there for startup entrepreneurs in the tourism sector? I mean, apart from because I mean, when I think tourism. I think your BNB, I think your Uber drivers and getting an Uber taxi. Are there any other opportunities? And I mean, as 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 Jobic Tourism, do you guys support them in any way? We do. You know, we do have a a um, an initiative and program which supports SMEs particularly, but um, a lot of it is also. You know, it's, it's obviously someone's got to have their, their business idea or their business plan and, and, and often have started running it. And then we come in and help with things like accreditation, licensing, insurances, you know, making sure that these, pe- these people have got everything in place. Because as a government agency, we can't recommend people who not in case something goes wrong. They might, yeah. they might give a brilliant service, but what happens if something goes wrong? And someone says, but this was recommended by the agency who represents the city and these people aren't licensed or, you know, um, so we really have to have all those checks and balances in place. But, you know, we have had some wonderful stories of people who started out as um, really nothing and who've really done so well. I mean, I could actually, you know, give you people to interview that are just have such inspiring stories. I mean, a lot, the one started out as a, a tour guide and a backpack, and he now owns a backpacking lodge in the area where he grew up in the Mabining Precinct, which is, as you know, is east of the CBD in Joburg. He runs his own walking tours there now and a backpacker's lodge. There's another guy who started a similar venture in Soweto, cycling tours, and he's also got a backpacker's yeah, lodge. Yeah. Um, then there's another guy who's also very, and he's a, a very outspoken, thoughtful, kind of person who would be wonderful for you to interview who started um, adventure tourism in J- in Johannesburg in Soweto like quad biking tours oh yeah yeah Lebo uh, not Lebo Hamotso yeah Pua if you know him yeah we had him last week on the show yes the he's he, I mean he's <laughs> really he's really a case in point and then someone else one of the first people I really got inspired by was like a guy who started his own transport company and he also he started out life as a graduate of a high school in Soweto who really was just a regular guy. He wasn't particularly good or brilliant. And he, his first job that he ever got, and he got exposed to tourism, was on the Shoshalosa Mail, that train, which is a, like a tourism train, really. And he was a cleaner. But every now and then, he was allowed to drive the guests from the station to their hotels. And he really loved that interaction with these visitors to the city. So when his contract wasn't renewed, he was quite heartbroken, but he took himself off and he started his own transport company. And when my colleagues met him and came across him, he was at that stage doing the VIP transport for the TD Jakes Mega Fest. That's way back in 2008 or 2009. He got himself to the stage where he was the service provider for the VIP transport. So it already he'd gone from nothing oh, wow. into that level. And then come 2010, 
he um he had a, by then he had a fleet of vehicles that's when i actually profiled him because he won one of our um, awards you know emerging entrepreneur of the year award and part of it was to give him pr exposure and this guy by then had a fleet of i don't know um 17 quantums and he actually for the world cup bought two coaches and um he also has like um you know um upscale premium vehicles for important vip tron like mercs and um range rovers and things like that and um he's just gone from strength to strength i think he now employs about 50 people oh wow and he's got branches in durban and cape town so i mean there you take someone who really started out on his own. And when he started, he actually rented a back room in someone's property in Soweto. And fortunately, his landlady was very supportive and helpful because some months when he was struggling, it was a choice of either buying bread or buying airtime and he couldn't pay his rent. He had to keep his phone on for business. And she said to him, don't worry, I know you'll pay me when you can. And she kind of, you know, and he he made good on those um Payments that didn't come through sometimes and he made good on them. But ultimately, somehow, he got himself from being a one-man band into being a company which has now got branches in three major cities in South Africa and employs, I don't know what the last headcount was, 50 people. <laughs> and he's a young guy. You know, when I met him, he was in his early 30s. He just made, he was just into his 30s. So now he's probably in his mid-30s, mid to late 30s. And that's just a regular person. As I said, who made good. Um, so there are those stories out there. You know? Well, no, it, 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 it sounds exciting, Laura. I mean, right now, I mean, what would you say? It's the, um, what you call it, um, the, the business tourism industry of Joburg contributing to the GDP of the country? Sure, you know, I actually, I, I, off the top of my head, don't have this because it's something like, something like 9%. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. I, I I'll have to clarify that with you. You know, it's a while since I looked at those stats, and I'm not sure what the most recent, but it's something like along those lines. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think with the value you have it with you there, um, in terms of, yeah, cause I think it's about 9.5%. Yeah. Mistaken. Um, I mean, with the, total, uh, with the total employment of 4.5%, yeah. um, I mean, being 679,500 jobs, Yes. Um, that, that has been created. I mean, I think it's actually something that is, um, it is actually 9.5. Um, you know, it's something that uh, I think, um, as a country, we need to be, to be, um, excited for. Um, and, and definitely, you know, I'd commend you, people like you and, and your department that are doing amazing things in terms of making sure we go out there as a city. Because for a person like me that travels a lot, whenever I go out there, I'm saying I'm from Jobek. Yeah. And uh, you, you see people's faces light up because uh, obviously we've seen as the New York of Africa. Yes. Um, as a gateway to Africa. But right now we've got countries like uh, Nigeria, um, Kenya and many others that are slowly catching up. Aren't you scared? No. You know, every country has its own particular mix of charms and appeal and and culture and diversity that people enjoy. And I think Joburg recently has really sort of enjoyed quite a favorable spot in the limelight again. You know, there's been a a wonderful host of accolades coming in over the past 18 months, one of the most recent of which was GQ in the UK naming us the coolest city in in the southern hemisphere. And Joburg's appeal is really... I think that vibrancy and that can-do attitude and people come here to make things happen and it kind of spills out into every aspect of life, be it arts, culture, fashion, dining out, leisure, Mm -hmm. lifestyle. And I think that's Joburg's um, appeal and charm and it always has been. I always say to people... Joburg is a boom town that's never stopped booming. You know, hundred and thirty years ago it was the gold that got it going. And mm-hmm. since then, you know, since the gold kind of petered out, other things have kept it going. And it's just got this enormous vibrancy and this energy that people come to tap into for various reasons, um, career opportunities, business opportunities. It's really a city of potential. And I think it always will be. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's it's, it's actually um, interesting, um, and I mean it's exciting being in this city um, of Joburg. Exactly. I always um, say to people, yeah, you know, things always happen first in Joburg. You know, in South mm-hmm. Africa, it's definitely the like at the edgy trendsetter. You know. Mm-mm-mm. 
So, I mean, would you say how, 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 how bad is crime affecting us, though? Because obviously, I think that the world has a different view of us. Um, yeah. And a different perception looking at the cities like Hillbrunner and many others and what is being said out there. I think it's improving, though, you know, because Jopik isn't the most crime-ridden city in South Africa. You know, you see these studies coming through all the time. Um, from us dropping off the most violent cities of the world list and yet two other cities in South Africa still being there. And we're not the crime capital of the country when, if you take it per capita. I think it's always just been perceived as a dangerous city. And it really is in our interest to say to people, we, just like any city in the world, you make yeah. informed choices. You don't just head off to unknown parts. You know, you you get sound advice and you do as the locals do and you avoid um, potential pitfalls wherever you go in the world. You know, you don't just head off blindly. Yeah. And um, I know because incidents happen all over the world, you know, all the time. So I think it is a perception issue, but I do think things are improving and I think it comes through with things like being voted the most, or being named this, uh, you know, the coolest city in the southern hemisphere, all that helps for mm. people to see Joburg through a different lens, you know. Yeah, no, no, um, Lauren, let me let me let me not take up my my, my brother's speech. I'm very passionate <laughs> about my city. I can take the whole day talking about it, but I'm saying that um, you've got um, a campaign coming up. Welcome to Joburg. Yes. Um, I mean, what is that about? Then I think my brother Bilalani can, can, can take up from there. Okay. <laughs> okay, that is really a domestic tourism awareness campaign that we've recently launched and are still in the process of rolling out. And that really is to get sort of Joe Burgers on board and um, sort of reveal to them how we all have a role to play in the tourism mix. So even though you don't see yourself as working in the tourism industry, anyone who come, who interacts with visitors to our city does have a role to play and to, you know, to just sort of, as I said, was telling you earlier, it's not just business people who come here or people who come to the rancho or something like that. It's anyone who comes to the city. They can be students, medical, businessmen, people who are coming to a conference or, or exhibition, uh, people who are participating in those. Um, you know, and then as I said, the, the VFRs, the visiting friends and relatives. So it really is saying to people, you know, anyone who comes to our city is, is a tourist and anyone who interacts with them essentially has a role to play in making them welcome, being informative, being good ambassadors, um, being good advocates for the city, sort of, you know, um, telling people about Joburg's accolade so that there's a sense of civic pride so that they don't go around saying the wrong things like, oh, you don't waste your time, just go to the bush, you know. <laughs> you want them to say, no, Joburg is actually a fabulously interesting city. Go and try the red hop on hop off bus or make sure you do the struggle route or walk in Mandela's footsteps or do the gold mining tours. So the locals are interested and informed and know what to tell people. Um, they know what's on in the city. They know about all the fabulous lifestyle markets that are, are coming on, on stream all the time, all the new the old and the new museums, you know, um, things that are really special to Joburg that often locals don't know or aren't interested in. And it's, you know, to engage them and get them to be enthusiastic, well-informed hosts. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, just on that, I'm thinking to myself sitting here as a local and as someone who frequents Joburg, I don't know, four, five, six times in a day, because, I mean, I'm just on the outskirts of Joburg. I mean, what sort of what sort of marketing do you guys do to inform someone like me, a layman, of all the beautiful and amazing things to do in Joburg? Well, this is going to be part of our the rollout of our campaign, where we've identified certain target audiences, or what we call stakeholder groups, where we will, you know, come and share that kind of information with our various stakeholders. Look, a lot of them are, are in the know already, but it really is a case of talking about. And, and sort of reiterating to people the top 10 tourism attractions, things that make Joburg special, like did you know fast facts, interesting things about Destination Joburg that a lot of locals here don't know or wouldn't know where to find the information on. Yeah. So it really is going to be a long-term campaign, engaging with different stakeholders, leaving them with toolkits and sort of spreading the message from the ground up, you know. Now, interesting. And I mean, earlier on you touched on... Um Various um, 
parts of this whole tur- tourism landscape. And I mean, I think quite recently I've been introduced to Airbnb in conversations with yes. different entrepreneurs. How do you, how do you, I mean, uh, how much has that really picked up in South Africa? Well, look, I'm not really not an expert on Airbnb, but just gathering from the word of mouth, the way people, those things catch on so quickly. And if they work well and people know that they're guaranteed a great service and there's not going to be bogus bookings and people running off with their money, um, I've only heard, ever heard good things about yeah. Airbnb. I've never heard of someone saying, well, I got there and my room wasn't there or something or someone had taken my money. Um, you know, I think it, fortunately with things like that, like Airbnb and Uber, somehow they've got their mechanisms in place yeah. that um, people don't end up with those kind of disappointments where previously on when p- anyone was just d- doing internet booking, you, you don't know who you're talking That's to. That's true. So, um, so obviously, you know, that is a, is a kind of checks, a, a check or a balance that guarantees that you're not giving your money to a scammer. And I think that can only go from strength to strength. You know, the, the economy is changing and, and, um, things like Airbnb and Uber are really turning business models on their head. You can see the frustration yeah. with, you know, what Uber has done, um, in terms of upsetting the, the local, Taxi industry in, in whichever country, but it's something that people want. It's working. It's reliable, um, and I think the same goes for Airbnb. It, it's kind of it's a facilitating role. It has a facilitating role to play, and I really think it can only go from strength to strength. You know, there will always be a place for the more traditional business models and yeah. the way of, of participating in the economy that way. But for um, adventurous, free-spirited travelers and even people who want to participate in the whole tourism pie, I know of people who've successfully rented out their rooms in their house or parts of their house with Airbnb, and it's, it's worked well. Hmm, quite interesting. I mean, mm. back to entrepreneurship. Mm. You, you, I mean, you mentioned, I mean, it was a beautiful story. I mean, mm. some of the guys that you guys have helped mm. and supported over the years, but what sort of help do you guys give them? Is it training? Well, it is training. It is training and um, what we call facilitation in terms of getting, helping them get the right things in place and get the standards up to be accredited, get the necessary accreditation and license so that we can put them on our website and recommend them and use them when we have visiting industry people from overseas or even locally and media people that we host and that's also what we call creating business linkages it's like putting them in touch with the marketplace you know um especially when it comes to people like sm you know small operators who um produce gifts or or beaded goods or souvenirs those people need access to markets because they're sitting there not sitting at the airport where uh, working at the airport where people come past in droves and you know it's really our job to help them bridge the gap to use them where we can as um to use their buy their corporate gifts and use them as part of our yeah, yeah. um uh, marketing collateral and thing and we really do make an effort we've got you know it's part of our scorecard that we have to a certain amount a certain percentage of our procurements have to be to SMEs, local SMEs, because that's the only way you're going to um, engage with the market and actually see some benefit in your in your own community. You know, it's fine saying we do it, but you've actually got to do it and utilize the people where you can. Or if you can't, get these services up to scratch so that you can utilize them as service providers and suppliers. And quite interesting, quite, quite interestingly enough, in some of the things that you're saying right now, I mean, how important would it be for I me mean, for a lodge, if I had to own a lodge, for me to be accredited? Do you think that influences my business in any way? I think it is important. It gives you credibility. You would also then join associations and that sort of network, and you would be listed. You know, if, if you were an accredited service provider, we could list you on our website. We could put you on our database and ask you for quotes, because that's what we do. We have a database of people. So every time we have a tour where we need a, to use a tour operator or, I'm not, or just a tour guiding company um, for every trip that comes out we have to get quotations from our database and sometimes some come out more reasonable than others and, and that's how we spread the work around so you'll be on those databases mm, mm. you'll be on people's websites you would be mentioned in brochures you would be yeah you would be sort of linked in and hooked in yeah. that's what I'm saying that is like the business linkages and um, and then other industry bodies would use you as well you know you'd get known by Harting Tourism Authority by SA Tourism and they all have do the same things in terms of hosting people and wanting to give them different experiences some people want a high and hotel experience. Others want a guest house in the township. So, you know, there really is scope for a lot of variety.
And I mean, just, you know, with the, with the whole term of startups being a mm. buzz, are you experiencing quite a large influx of startups or is it just, you know, the, the, the generational companies that have already been there taking no, over the market? No, and they are. Look, the, you don't sort of stumble across them every day, but you do come across wonderful success stories, as I said, like the homozos of this world mm, and mm. there's other guys that I was mentioning. So it is happening all the time, but um, you need, we need to get more visitors to sort of spur, you know, spur that growth on yeah. um, so that those people are like oversubscribed and there's demand for more, you know. Um, and I think, you know, when I've been involved in the tourism industry now 15 years, and we've really come such a long way when I see where we were 15 years ago when, as I said, art was my introduction into the industry. There's so many more products and services and sites and attractions and people that are involved in the industry. It really, so from that perspective, it's opt- I would say it's an optimistic sector to to work in. No, interesting. I mean, Laura, just tell me. I mean, you guys are rolling out this new campaign to I mean yes. to inform people out there and what's going on. I mean, the potential and opportunities that are out there. Yes. And one of the things that I'm thinking to myself is, I mean, when you look at, I mean, some of the townships that are there. I mean, you've got Soweto, you've got Tembisa, and all these guys. I mean, which which townships? I mean, do 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 you guys sit down as a as a as a team and as a management team and say, you know, we need to activate a little bit there. We need to activate a little bit there and get some movement there because I think that. For, for the longest part, I mean, Soweto has been the buzz, but I mean, there's so many other sites that people could take a look at. Yeah, no, they are, they are, them. but it's very much dependent on how the locals sort of get themselves together and get organized. And Soweto is just like, pfft. Soweto's just got a charisma of its own. It always has, you know. Um, it, it's just like, it's got this, Soweto is a brand. Yeah. That people almost know as well as Joe Berg. You know, that's, that's how, true. That's how big it is. So, I don't think you can. The others can hope to compete, especially not now, at this stage. But you must remember, there's different strokes for different folks. And I mean, I was amazed. You know, when you hear these adventurous people who know things, or they're into the house music scene, and they have oh, the best house music is all over. It's in Tembisa. It's in you know, and they know. So it's the kind of things of finding those gems and publicizing them and making sure that the, there's the, the not want the infrastructure, but the service levels and whatever to cope with and like spreading that word to say, you know, if you really want to go do house music, you go here, here. And it's like an, almost like an like underground, you know, getting that, finding those wonderful things and getting people to come and tell them about, to come and tell you about them. And, um, and that's how you sort of build it and, and then spread the word and other people, and you know, design tours around it, like, yeah. This kind of music or that kind of art or whatever it is that people are into. That's really hard to get it. Because each township's obviously got its own character and story and it's getting those stories out there and getting people to go and visit those interesting people in those places, you know, that's important and spending their money in mm, in that spot. Mm, mm. That is important. And as I said, it is part of our mandate to spread. But you can only do so much. You know, you've got to go where the people and the stories are and all the services are that are really there. And, but there's always scope for more, you know, there's always, and you know, if you've got an interesting story, product, place, it's, it's, you know, that's where we can try and help you get it on the map. So, I mean, I think we touched on, uh, on, on this particular question that I'm going to ask a little bit earlier on, but I mean, where do you market this? Is it just primarily in, on the website? I mean, or, I mean, no. do you guys have pop-ups? To, no, it's all over. Really. You must remember, we've got a marketing department that spends a lot of its time traveling to all the trade shows um, across the world for leisure and business tourism. That's SA Tourism support. So SA Tourism has a big pavilion stand, and then the cities and, and regions are invited to participate. And that's where we market it. And it's, you know, in the form of not only online, um, you know, on website and so on, but also in brochures. And then, as I said, also creating those business linkages. When people come out here, we give you a chance to say, okay, give me a quote on a tour for these this many people, you along with the others that are credited on the database. And that's how we work. And I mean, according to your, your, your understanding, I mean, you talk about business, we're talking about business tourism, we're talking about locals. I mean, you refer to, um, VFRs and mm. all these different guys, guys coming in, staying mm. in here longer, coming in for vacations and stuff like that. I mean, have you seen primarily people that are South African? I mean, coming to Joburg quite a bit and spending their money here? Or are we just still in this bubble thinking that Joburg is just a city? You go there, you work, you leave. There's no leisure leaving. No, 
they are, you know, and I think it's things like big, um, big shows, concerts, things like that that attract people, shopping, um, entertainment, um, and then also, as I said, VFR is a big one. People do come and spend time with um, friends and relatives in the city. And um, I think Joburg's always been an exciting city in a South African context. You know, when people talk about Joburg, it's like the big lights. It's the big smoke. Mm, That's mm, where you go mm, to see mm, big city, mm, bright mm. lights kind of thing. So it's definitely... Um, has a strong domestic tourism base and we need to grow that because any country in the world that is leading in tourism, they have a huge strong domestic tourism base. They have, they attract, I mean, any city, they have people from their own country pouring in to visit that city. And I think that's where we need to start, you know, to get, um, other South Africans to understand how exciting Joburg is. Now tell me something. Why is Joburg so much more than a stopover city? Well, as I said before, I think it's a thing that people should realize that, you know, as much as we are a transport hub, that um, there is a lot that you can do while you're here. And um, it's, as I said, all those attractions I was talking to about you earlier, everything from the um, heritage sites in Soweto and the struggle route and our struggle history to our gold mining history and even further back to the fossils and the paleontology and the anthropology, which you see at the Origin Center and out at Maruping and Stagfontein. So there really is a huge amount for people to see who are interested in, in history and, um, and heritage. But there's also a lot to do just from a leisure and lifestyle perspective, you know. It's everything from large sporting events to shopping to fashion to arts and culture. Um, and it's really just reminding people about that. And I mean, I just, I mean, just thinking to myself here, yeah, I mean, being someone who's in this industry, what, what is your top 10 okay. places in Joburg? Well, I'll tell you, and, and, and it's a mixture of things that are um, most popular in terms of visiting, um, just from the tourism numbers that go there that have been recorded. So our top 10 is definitely like the Apartheid Museum, the Nelson Mandela's House, SAB World of Beer, the Zoo, um, the origin, uh, the the origin center, the Lion Park used to be up there. Now it's ma- now moved further out. Um, and we've also got the, one of our most popular recent additions to our tourism product in Joburg is our Red Hop on Hop Off Bus, which I think is a great introduction for anyone who wants to get to know a city because it gives you a quick introduction. And then if you like what you see, you can stop and get on and off. And usually the ticket is valid for more than a day so that you can do the quick tour and then maybe spend oh, wow. an, a, a, another day getting off in the, the spots that you find particularly interesting. Oh, interesting. Hey, wow. Mm. That's in Joburg. Mm. So it's the same company that's, um, I mean, it's the same company that operates worldwide in a hundred cities, but um, the same people that run the, the franchise in Cape Town for the Red Hop on Hop Off Bus run it in Joburg. And, and it's I mean, been here three years now. Where do you go to eat in Joburg? I tend to have my favorite neighborhood spots, you know, where I know the people and they always give me a warm welcome and things like that. <laughs> so I live in Parkhurst and we've got quite a wonderful array of little restaurants on that there. So I tend to hang around in my in my local, in my hood, you know, yeah. because it's nice being part of that community. As I said, people have known you for years and they always give you a warm welcome. So that's just me. <laughs> now, quite interesting, hey? quite interesting. And I mean, Laura, I mean, Ever since, I mean, ever since you've been in Joburg, mm. I mean, which has been quite a large, or rather, quite a quite a very very um, 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 long time. Mm. I mean, what would your representation, or rather, what is your perspective on Joburg? I mean, in just one line, if I'm a tourist, I'm calling in, I find Laura on the line, I'm like, "Hey, oh, Laura," or rather, I wouldn't know you at that yeah. point. I'm like, "Hey, oh, guys at Joburg, whatever, tell me quickly. I want to make a decision. I'm at the airport." And what would you what you want? Oh, oh. What do you want advice on? Do you want advice on just what Joburg's like or where to go? Yeah, just, I mean, you know, I want to make a decision. I've heard all these nice and negative things. Yeah. Just tell me, what is Joburg to you? I would say Joburg is the most happening city in South Africa and probably the African continent. And, Hello? yeah. Oh, okay. yes, sir. Sorry to disappear, finish up first. No, no, no. Laura's done. I'm done. No, <laughs> That's a saying, one-liner. It's a, yeah, they only wanted one line. <laughs> just a one-liner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, Laura is the spokesperson of a tourism department. So 
you 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 you're putting her on the con if you're saying she must give her one liner. Yeah. Because uh, I could tell she wanted to continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but I also said it earlier. I just said Joburg is a boom town that's never stopped booming. So mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Laura, have you been to Tembisa? I haven't. I've been to Soweto. I've been to Alex, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I've been to Tembisa. No, no, no. We 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 need we need to rectify that. Okay. When I when I come back, then let's take Laura out for lunch. Please do. Uh, let's let, let's take him to Tembisa. Let's ah, take yes. him to Tembisa. Uh, I mean, we've got beautiful places like this corner. We've got beautiful restaurants that that stand. So, at the end of the day, you can't be doing tourism and be ending in Soweto. Okay. You know? Okay. Let, let, let's expose you to the to, to different side of Joburg. Okay. Um, that 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 I think will, will blow your mind away. What do you say for that challenge, Laura and and Lenny? No, I'm up for it. So. No, I mean, I'm as long, def- as you, as long as I can go with you guys because you know you know where the spots are. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. mean, um, just just on what you were saying now, I'm definitely an advocate for Timbisa. I mean, we've got amazing, amazing things. We are five minutes away from the airport, so instead of driving 30 minutes to Soweto, <laughs> you need to at least start there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you said, you test on something. I mean, the guys in Soweto seem to be orderly. And I mean, I think that if we could get some of these stakeholders together to then see the opportunity, the vast opportunities that would be out there, because yeah. I think that you'd be blown away when yeah. you come in and see what's going on. The no, nightlife I, I would, but I'd probably be stepping on my colleagues in Ikuruleni's toes because I think Tembisa falls in Ikuruleni, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. So, no, 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 but I remember it, it, it will be just a trip to unwind. If the one be <laughs> like you coming to do work in there, okay. so that for you to have a different experience. Okay. Um, yeah, in, in a different city. No, but, I, but I, I, no, sorry, I've just said, but I have heard that Tembisa's house music is apparently the scene there is very good. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. No, definitely, it, 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 it's very good. Laura, we're actually um, running out of time. Okay. That's a quick one. Um, I mean, earlier you spoke about businesses looking for 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 linkage um, centers within South Africa as a whole. Um, I know later in the year I'm launching a business where we're looking at um, opening up uh, business opportunities, linking international companies uh, or foreign companies that want to do business locally. Uh, for someone that is in tourism, would you say um, is there an opportunity um, for, for, for such that one can explore? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So you must speak to us and see if we can, you know, get involved and how we can, you know. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll do. Someone is listening out there and, and they, they want to get hold of you or see more of what you guys do and how to go about some of the opportunities we have. Um, do you have a website address? Yes, yes, there? it's www.joburgtourism.com. www.joburgtourism.com. Yes, and you'll find all our contact details there, as well as yeah. you know, you'll see some of the listings that we have of people who we do support and are involved with and have relationships with. And um, yeah. yeah, but you, you know, that's a good starting point. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. No, thanks a lot for for your time and 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 joining us for uh, for the show. Well, thanks. I'm, I'm gonna be leaving you. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Will, will, will be joining us for the outing as well. Okay, thanks. I look forward yeah. to it. Deboho, quickly before you before we wrap up, my man. What is your ten seconds of inspiration? Um, I mean, my ten seconds of inspiration today is that you know what? Um, there's people out there that are doing something with their lives. So you're not sitting and feeling sorry for yourself to say there's no opportunity, um, there's no finding, there's no this. I mean, like Laura said, we've got guys like Homo Sopo that I'm looking forward for us to having soon on the show. And guys like some of the people that he, he, he made mention of that started with nothing. Now they've got a fleet of cars. I mean, you've got people like me that started selling at school, people like Bunelane that, you know, I'd had no opportunities and today they're running agencies. So definitely it requires you to stand up Dust yourself and come up with that idea. Go out and knock on doors. Yeah. You might know which door might, might open up for you. Thank you, sir. Enjoy Cape Town. Laura, your 10 seconds of inspiration? Um, I think, no, I'd just like to echo that. As I said, I'm always inspired by people who've gone out there and just through sheer persistence, because I think Komoto is a, a case in point, through sheer persistence, they have broken through and, and and got themselves a role in the business and they've benefited not only themselves but the people around them and I think they're an inspiration and role models you know 
No, definitely. I mean, in closing, I'd like to thank Laura for spending your time, or rather spending your afternoon with us. We had a lot of fun. I learned quite a bit and I'm still gonna, you know, call you up when, if I'm, if I'm clueless on certain things, or rather go to the website. Guys, my inspiration is go out there, do it, go out there, support and spend money in Joburg. <laughs> <laughs> Signing out. This is CliffCentral.com.